Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is the Wikipedia page for Outrage Porn. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Yes, everybody, subscribe. Or I will be outraged, you know? Probably not. I'll be Probably okay. not, yeah. Outrage Porn. Outrage porn, also called outrage discourse, outrage media, and outrage journalism is any type of media or narrative that is designed to use outrage to provoke strong emotional reactions for the purpose of expanding audiences, whether traditional television, radio, or print media, or in social media with increased web traffic and online attention. The term outrage porn was coined in 2009 by political cartoonist and essayist Tim Kreider of the New York Times. Way to go, Tim. Overview. The use of the term was first attributed to Tim Kreider in a New York Times article in July 2009, where Kreider said, It sometimes seems as if most of the news consists of outrage porn. 
selected specifically to pander to our impulses to judge and punish and get us all riled up with righteous indignation. Kreider made a distinction between authentic outrage and outrage porn by stating, I'm not saying that all outrage is inherently irrational, that we should all just calm down, that it's all good, all is not good. Outrage is healthy to the extent that it causes us to act against injustice. Kreider is also noted as saying, it spares us the impotent pain of empathy and the harder, messier work of understanding. The term has also been frequently used by observer media critic Ryan Holiday. In his 2012 book, Trust Me, I'm Lying, Holiday described outrage porn as a better term for a manufactured online controversy to describe the fact that, quote, people like getting pissed off almost as much as they like actual porn. In general use, outrage porn is a term used to explain media that is created not in order to generate sympathy, but rather to cause anger or outrage among its consumers. It is characterized by insincere rage, umbrage, and indignation without personal accountability or commitment. Media outlets are often incentivized to feign outrage because it specifically triggers many of the most lucrative online behaviors, including leaving comments, repeat page views, and social sharing, which the outlets capitalize on. Salon, Gawker, and affiliated websites Valuag and Jezebel have been noted for abusing the tactic. Traditional media outlets, including television, news, and talk radio outlets, have also been characterized as being engaged in outrage media. Research in 2014, Jonah Berger, <laughs> a professor of marketing at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, conducted a study on the spreadability of emotions via social media and concluded that anger is a high arousal emotion which drives people to take action and makes you feel fired up, which makes you more likely to pass things on. Additionally, online audiences may be susceptible to outrage porn in part because of their feeling of powerlessness to managers, politicians, creditors, and celebrities. In 2014, Tufts University professors Jeffrey Berry and Sarah Sobiraj in their book The Outrage Industry characterized outrage media as being a genre as well as a discursive style of media, which attempts to provoke emotional responses e.g. anger, fear, moral indignation, through the use of overgeneralization, sensationalism, and misleading or false information ad hominem attacks, and belittling ridicule of opponents. They also characterized it as being personality-centered, focusing on a particular media professional, and as being reactive, responding to already reported news rather than breaking stories of its own. In their 2009 study of political media in the United States, they found outrage journalism to be widespread, with 90% of all content analyzed, including at least one example of it, and concluding that, quote, the aggregate audience for outrage media is immense. And that's where it ends. Yep. And it says, see also clickbait, which is an episode that we read already. Oh, Didn't yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah. We were clickbait. I'm pretty sure yeah. we did. Yeah. And I we will be we... reading Milkshake Duck next. <laughs> oh, the old Milkshake Duck. Well, there you have it, everybody. Outrage porn in all of its glory. Yep. This has been the Wikipedia page for Outrage Porn. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten. 
except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your outrage for the news that you hear. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. 